on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. Back on track. You always worry after an off day, is there going to be a letdown? Is there going to be, you know, animosity in the air when you go to St. Louis? Do you feel like you're really in the race? All of that in the right direction, finally, for the Brew Crew. They win 8-4 to four over the Cardinals. To say the least, they needed it. But in the fashion they did it is what makes it even more impressive. A bullpen day. It, a very widely advertised bullpen day. And the opener, if you will, of this bullpen day, Matt Bush, injured 15 pitches in without recording or with only recording one out. That's absolutely staring adversity in the face. Wacky first two innings. And then buckling down, the Brewers only allowed one hit for the final six innings of this game. With the likes of many that, quite frankly, don't throw a lot of high leverage innings. It started with Matt Bush. Peter Strzelczyk got out of the first inning. Luis Perdomo earns the win with three innings of strong work. Brad Boxberger, Hobie Milner, Justin Topa, Taylor Rogers, and Brent Suter. I got a poll up on Twitter right now at Dom underscore Catronio. I want to know who your MVP is, but the bullpen is my MVP. That's an option right now as well. Andrew McCutcheon had a great game. Luis Arias had a three-hit game. And you can always write in your response as well. Or you can text and call us, 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The Brewers win 8-4. to four. They mash out 11 hits. They hold St. Louis to only six, five of them coming in the first three innings. The Brewers... Went 5-for-16 with runners in scoring position. 5-for-16. Now, that may sound like a lot as far as the gap between 5 and 16. That's still a 3-12 average. So really, if you extrapolated that out to a whole season, you'd be thrilled with that. 5-for-16 and 16 at-bats with runners in scoring position. There's a couple walks in there, too. There's a couple hit batsmen in there, too. So the Brewers were getting opportunities because they weren't relying on the home run ball. Only one homer in this game. Andrew McCutcheon, it gave him the lead for good in the fifth inning, a two-run shot. Then the Brewers added on runs in the sixth and the eighth innings. But the Brewers had five doubles in this game, and one from a different player each. Adamas, McCutcheon, Caratini, Renfro, and Urias. That's awesome. That's the kind of offense the Brewers should be striving towards. And the best part of all of this, I haven't even mentioned yet, They did it against the left-handed starter, against Jordan Montgomery, who arguably has been the best trade acquisition for any team, barring position. I mean, he has been phenomenal for St. Louis, allows six runs for the first time as a Cardinal. Uh, It was read earlier, so he's made seven starts as a Cardinal coming into tonight. Six of them had been one or zero runs, and the only one other one was four runs against Atlanta. So I'll say it again. Seven starts as a Cardinal so far coming into tonight. Six of them were either one run allowed or zero runs allowed. Dang, the Brewers finally broke through against a left-handed starter. 
1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're going to hop there in a second. But first, the out-of-town scoreboard, as we're going to start really every Brewers extra innings looking out of town. Earlier today, the Phillies shocked Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins. 2-1, to one, the Phillies win. A two-run homer by Nick Maton in the seventh inning off of Alcantara. Alcantara allowed eight hits in this game, only had four strikeouts. It was the second time seeing the Phillies in the last week. And Maton's homer was the difference. So Philly wins 2-1. to one. Right now, San Diego is playing out west. They're in Seattle. They have Hugh Darvish on the mound. San Diego is leading one nothing in a pitcher's duel. Hugh Darvish has been dominant. He's retired 13 straight batters. Logan Gilbert, the young rookie for the Mariners, he's pitched well, but he's out of the game after five innings, and it's in the hands of the Seattle bullpen right now. But Seattle has the comeback hit power. They just have one hit, a single by Eugenio Suarez early in this game. So Darvish has been feeling it. He's now uh, heading to the bottom of the sixth inning, getting ready to face the Mariners. So the Brewers are certainly rooting for the Mariners to come back in that one. Otherwise, they will remain two games back in the standings, essentially three games back of the last wild card spot. After today, the Brewers will have 20 games to go. Officially the home stretch. 20 games to go. They're 76 and 66. There's still a chance. Do you think they've got a chance? Do you think, as I suggested in Sunday's Brewers Extra Innings, that 15-6 and six is the target? Because if you go 15-6, and six, you can survive having the Padres be above 500 at, say, a 12-8. and eight. And that's three games right there that you gained on San Diego, even though you would assume they play well, you play better. That's what you're hoping for at this point. Getting to the text line now, Mike in Colorado says, All things considered, one of the top victories of the season. Pitching, offense, and defense all combined for a critical team win. McCutcheon had a big night. Seems like everybody contributed. Absolutely they did. Now, can they break their trend of flops and after big wins and follow up this key with a, a key win with another good victory tomorrow night? That's a great question, Mike. And if there's anybody you would want to ha- hand the ball over to, it's Corbin Burns. you got to make sure that Corbin has the ball and has a chance to win the game. If you give him even a speck of this offense that you had tonight, you're going to be feeling great about that. Another text, 855-616-1620, coming in from Doug. A week ago, this team looked done. With winning five out of six now, the late kick is on. They are far from done. In these wins, averaging over five runs, if they keep doing this, they will get in. This team is not quitting. It's all I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, y'all. The standings don't matter on the 13th. The standings don't matter on August 31st. The standings only matter on October 5th. And they're in the hunt. Truly in the hunt. They're not in it yet. All you can ask is if they play good baseball down the stretch. And if it comes up short, you can look back to that stretch in June. You can look back to that stretch in early August. And there's always the handful of games like, man, how do we lose that game? There will be time to reflect on the negatives. But for now, the positives are the team is showing life, especially offensively. And despite all of the injuries to the pitching staff, they're hanging in there. I mean, a bullpen day against the Cardinals? What was your honest reaction when you heard that? Yeah, the Brewers are going to go with the bullpen day against the Cardinals. Matt Bush is going to start the game, and it's going to be all hands on deck against the Cardinals with the NL MVP, Paul Goldschmidt, who's going to win a triple crown potentially. 
Nolan Arenado, second in the MVP probably, and you're facing a left-handed starter. You're probably thinking it was going to be doomsday, right? It was not looking good on paper, but the Brewers got it done, especially in those first two innings. The Brewers got it done. That's all that matters. Again, i got to pull up on my Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio, C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. Just want to ask who your game MVP is. Is it the bullpen unit? Is it Andrew McCutcheon? Is it Luis Urias? Or is it somebody else? Let me know. we got plenty more to come here. Just getting going on Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet me at the aforementioned Twitter handle, at Dom underscore Catronio. Stick around. Plenty more to recap after an 8-4 win for the Brewers coming up on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Montgomery with a long hold in the 1-1. Brasso, fly ball, right field. Tracking it is Newt Barr into the corner, and he will drop the ball in fair territory. Brasso around first, he's going to turn second. He's headed for third, and there will be no relay. Hey, sometimes you take advantage of an opponent mistake, and that's how a rally begins. The Brewers got two on the board in the first, starting off with that error by Newt Barr in right field. Brasso leading off the game. Ended up on second base. Willie Adamas drives him in with an opposite field double. There were good vibes right out of the jump for the Brew Crew. And the offense just kept things going. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Right now, though, we're going to break things down. Just kind of appreciate... A relaxing, if you will, Brewers. Well, I mean, Craig Kashan joining us from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Craig, when was the last time we got to enjoy like a, a four-run lead and no stress later innings with these add-on runs? This is the Brewer offense and the Brewer pitching staff that enjoys these kind of games that we felt like we had a lot more of these last season. These are the questions we usually ask you, Dom, so you can look them up. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, but you're, you're you're right though. I mean, we don't have uh, we have not had the luxury of having a game like this very often, and and it's funny the way it's set up because you know a game like this, luxury, a big win against a division rival, uh, a really important scenario for Milwaukee with only you know three weeks to go, and. You, you do this bullpen by committee. You do it with your pitching staff, you know, completely down right now. So um, it, it was uh, a huge luxury, but it was so needed for this team. And I, I think it, you know, put a pretty good taste in everybody's mouths on what, what they're capable of doing, you know, the rest of the way here. And, and for Luis Perdomo specifically, man, I, I just want to give the man some credit because – Let's be honest, the rest of this bullpen steals a lot of headlines with the Devin Williamses and the Josh Hader when he was with the team, uh, even Hobie Milner with the inherited runners. Luis Perdomo was pitching really, really well when he was called up to the team in May, is dealing with, left el- with, dealing with right elbow inflammation. And then when he gets going now back in the big leagues, yes, he had the blow-up against Colorado. He's been one of the more reliable multi-inning arms the last couple of years for Craig Council. What did you like from Perdomo today in this bullpen effort? 
Well, I just think, you know, Dom just coming in and, and uh, making his pitches. And, and you know, this, this, this was a scenario where he came in the game and we saw nothing but, but run score. We saw, you know, Brewer pitchers getting hit. We saw Montgomery getting hit the first couple of innings over on the St. Louis side. And, uh, you know, you're right. He, was the, he became the stabilizing force. He ended up giving up a, a run in this one, but it, it turned out where, you know, he gave it up and then he was he was golden the rest of the way. So I, I, I think, you know, you look at a guy like this coming out of the bullpen for three innings as well. None of these guys knew exactly what they were going to end up working once they came in the game. It was just one of those days. And the fact that, you know, he continued to, you know, gain confidence, you know, pretty much batter after batter the further he went. And to give this team three strong innings is uh, really out of sight for him, for sure. And in the, in the back end of it, too, you saw Hobie Milner continue to do what he does and leaving a man stranded. He goes an inning in the third. Uh, Justin Topa coming in. I mean, Topa is somebody the Brewers thought very highly of coming out of spring training, but he's been battling injuries and dealing with his uh, his tendon injury from this past offseason. Uh, and then Taylor Rogers continues to be back on track. And why not? Brent Suter getting the ninth inning. I mean, and for Rogers specifically to avenge some damage, he had, he had to face Albert Pujols again, sandwiched between a couple of lefties, and the, he got him out on a pop-out. I, I think that's a, a good way for him to kind of, if you will, to use a cliche, to bury the hatchet and just kind of say, all right, he got me last time, I got him this time, let's move on from it. Yeah, and he, you know, he's been around long enough in the league where, um, he, you know, he, he knows what he can do. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, did he have a great start to this season for San Diego? Yes, he did. Um and, and he's still pruning to be incredibly valuable for this team. I mean, he's saving a few games. Uh, he's coming in in the seventh. He's coming in the eighth if need be. Um, and and he's getting some outs right now. And I, and I think, you know, this guy's just been around too long that he is not going to have these, you know, multiple hiccups, if, if that's what we want to call them. Um, I, I, I do like what he brings. I think the, I think the biggest question mark for maybe a – uh, a reliever of his caliber coming over to you know the Brewers in in the trade and what's what's left on his contract, you know I mean he could be viewed as are they viewing me as a rental? Do I have uh, any purpose on this team in the future? What do I have invested you know in this team during this playoff run here right now? And and I think the further you go with him, you know the better he has been and and the more he does have invested i mean this team is still only a game and a half or two games out in the wild card right now and they're going to need him like they have been using him in different ways in different innings uh to to lead this team into the playoffs if that's where they're going to end up and and the other thing with with rogers he is a free agent to be coming up in 2023 so if he's auditioning for the Brewers, great. If he's auditioning for the other 29 teams, you know, that's another motivating factor for him as well. Before we get off to uh, the hitting coming up in just a little bit, again, if you want to participate in the show, 855-616-1620. I want to talk about tomorrow's matchup. I mean, Corbin Burns versus Adam Wainwright. Also, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina are going to break the all-time record for starts as a battery in Major League history to be, I believe, 326th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
start as a battery between Wainwright and Molina. So you're going to deal with some pageantry with that. But Corbin Burns clicked into side Corbin Burns mode the last time we saw him against the Giants. The cutter looked unhittable. And he's going to face a ton of right-handed hitters in this order. What do you want to see from Corbin coming up tomorrow as the Brewers try to get greedy and take two out of two in St. Louis? More, more cutter. I mean, let's face it. I, in my opinion, anyway, and I, I think it. You know, a lot of people could argue that it was his best performance of the year. I mean, it was 14 strikeouts. He was in command. Um, he he was just tossing like the side guy should be tossing and it, it, it's also this time of year where you want him to step up and I, I thought he did in that last start I mean this team's won five of six and it stretches back to the last time Corbin uh, pitched um, and also the last time he pitched against the Cardinals um, he didn't go as long as Wainwright did in that game but he pitched equally as well I mean, this guy has got an 0-43 ERA and three starts against the Cardinals this year. So um, he has their number. Um, I thought the Brewers did a nice job, even though Wainwright looked uh, unhittable that last time that we uh, saw him back in August. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see. But I, I'm looking forward to Burns just stepping up his game. Uh, right when the team needs it to happen, and and that cutter just came out and shined like it it hasn't all year. Um, so keep doing that, Dom. Keep doing that. Yeah, and you still have Devin Williams available to pitch tomorrow too. Right. He's one of the only bullpen guys that did not pitch today. We got more with Craig Kishan coming up here. Brewers extra innings continues on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. One zero pitch. High fly ball, deep left. Back is Dickerson at the track, at the wall, and it's gone! Andrew McCutcheon goes deep, and the Brewers lead it 6-4. to four. Lynn Grindle on the call. Brewers win 8-4 to four tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings, 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Again, 855-616-1620. 620. And I've got my Twitter poll up at Dom underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O, Catronio. Who's your team MVP tonight for the Brewers? Is it Andrew McCutcheon who hit that home run? Is it Luis Urias who had three hits? Is it the bullpen unit? Or is it somebody else? Uh, a texter, Doug, saying give the MVP to Perdomo, and we just talked about him in the last segment. But this one we're going to talk about offense with Craig Kishon. I mean, we might as well start with the highlight that brought us in, Andrew McCutcheon connecting on home run number 17 this year. And it's been an up-and-down year. I think Andrew would tell you that, too. He's hitting just above league average. He hasn't hit lefties like he expected to hit them, but he went 2-for-5 with a double and a home run in this game. Look, if Kutch is going to get hot in September, it's a great time for him to get hot. For a, a veteran like him who's been in plenty of postseason chases, essentially putting the Pirates on his back back in the early 2010s, how valuable can this be for a team that is hungry to try to prove that they are better than what their record indicates? Well, I mean, it is big because, I mean, let's face it, they, they brought him here basically for two reasons, and that and that's to go up against left-handed pitching because his numbers uh, have, have always been good, and they were really good last year. Um, and, and then his second half that he put together last year as well, um, it's, it's playoff drive time. And, and you're right, Tom, he's been there before. So all of those things in combination, like this is what you would expect out of Andrew McCutcheon right now. He, he certainly 
is uh, been around a long time in this league, but he is certainly not done playing yet either. He's got a lot left in the tank. So this is what you would expect out of Andrew McCutcheon right now. I mean, he's he's a big-time pro, and, and tonight for me, you know, the, the runs that he delivered, including the home run, were with two outs. And so th- those are things that, you know, a, a lot of veterans can bring to a team in the month of September going into October. And and so the, the dude's impressive. He's a leader. Um, and so this team just needs to, to keep riding, you know, whatever they can out of him right now because whether he's playing DH, he's playing outfield, he's, he's done everything that's been asked of him. And now this team is asking him to, you know, uh, at, at certain times, put this team on your back, Kutch, and, and be clutch about it. And he certainly has done that. The Brewers, you mentioned the two out RBIs. Eight runs total tonight, five RBIs with two outs, five for 16 with runners in scoring position. They were giving themselves opportunities left and right. They hit a ton of doubles tonight as well, which is not something we've seen a whole lot of this season from the Brew crew. And I've, I've called it sustainable offense where, hey, they only hit one homer and they scored eight runs. And that magic number of four, you know, when the Brewers score four runs, their record is almost 35, 40 games over 500. So to get there, only needing two runs out of it from a homer. I mean, this is the kind of offense that I think a lot of Brewers fans have just been begging for, right? To see, oh, you don't need to hit homers. You can use the opposite field. You can put the ball in play. You can move the guy over. You can be effective in that regard. And even get away with the mistake, like the base running mistake they made with Luis Arias earlier in the game because the offense was able to pick them up later. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, You know, uh, the Arias, not once but twice, getting gunned down uh, from third base coming home uh, with with the the infield uh, ball put in play. I I don't know if I've seen the, uh, the same player that happened to twice in a game before. I'll have to ask you tomorrow to look that up, Dom. But, uh... You know, you're you're right. I mean, I I just think the the whole approach for this team is what uh, a lot of us were hoping to see more of during this season, and I think we're seeing more of that lately. But I mean, you put together a game like this against a really good pitcher in Jordan Montgomery. I mean, this guy has been, you know, lights out since he came over to St. Louis. They've they've turned his season around very nicely, um, but. The approach against this lefty, and lefties they haven't been hitting very well. That's been well documented. Um, you you got to have more games like this the rest of the way where, where your approach is going oppo field. Your approach is giving up your bat and moving the runner from second to third uh, with one out and putting him in a spot you know that, that he just needs to be in. And I, I think you know if they keep this rolling – you know, it, it's all about how you're finishing here, and, and I like what I've seen offensively over the last week or so. As far as the Brewers looking at the out-of-town scoreboard and scoreboard watching season, of course, by the way, it is still one nothing San Diego in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning in Seattle, so we'll wait for the late heroics from the Mariners in that one. And again, the Phillies already won earlier today. I, f- I floated out the record of 15-6 and six over the last 21 games. The Brewers should be not only attainable, but should get you in, because that also would get you to 90 wins in that regard. So now they've won the first one, so they got 20 games to go. 
Is 14 and 6 enough? Is that attainable, or is it going to be something a little more realistic like a 12 and 8? Where do you see the Brewers, and what of this offense makes you believe that they can attain the record that you think they need to attain to get into the postseason? Well, honestly, I think the way things have been going, um, 12 wins may not get you in, Dom. I mean, look how hard it's been for this team to make up just being out a game, uh, largely two games in the playoff chase over the, over the course of the last month. It's really hard to make up ground. Um, so I think I think one of the greatest ways of, of making up ground is to win as many as you can. And, and I think, you know, right now, we haven't seen the big winning streaks in the second half of the season at all. We, we get that. We understand that. We haven't seen a lot of winning series either. And I, I think maybe over the course of the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of saying keep winning series, keep winning series, at the very least, keep winning series. But I think this team now, I mean, you win five of six, uh, I think you're capable of doing that 15 and six record or that 14 and six in your final 20 at the very least. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, if 12 wins get you the rest of the way. You're absolutely right about not being sure if 12 wins is going to get you there because let's also all of these teams that the Brewers are chasing, the Phillies and the Padres and themselves even, they still have you know hard opponents remaining. The Brewers are facing three consecutive division leaders, and the Yankees won again tonight. They've got the Mets lurking out. The Mets just lost to the Cubs, and Jacob DeGrom got beat by Chicago. But that might be it. Might be. A very odd week with the New York teams coming to town, and then you still got two more with St. Louis. But aside from that, you've got the Reds for four more. You've got the Marlins who cannot hit, and you got four with the young or three with the young Diamondbacks. And it looks like, according to my scheduling, anyway, you're going to miss Zach Gallon in that. You will probably see Merrill Kelly, but missing Zach Gallon is all the Brewers want to hear because he had that epic scoreless inning streak, and uh, the Brewers are going to need to beat the teams they're supposed to beat, like you said, the Reds. The Marlins uh, and the and, and the Diamondbacks, even though they did win a series earlier in the year against them, the Brewers need to make sure they protect home field, especially that being the final series of the year. Yeah, I mean they they almost need a sweep or two against uh, those three teams that you mentioned right there. They really do, and it would be great to get the sweep, you know, tomorrow with Burns on the hill against. Uh, the Cardinals as well, and and I know you you've you've documented this over and over again when you're talking about how this wild card chase is going down, and what the real deficit is. It's the number that's always listed in the standings, and then it's one that you have to add to it. And so, because they've lost those tiebreakers against the Phillies and the Padres, if you go in three weeks from tomorrow, the final regular season game, and you are a full game behind the Padres, and the Phillies, you have to win, and those two teams both have to lose for you to acquire that spot. That's that's what it comes down to. No more tiebreakers and whatnot. So that's what makes trying to make up these what we, we think are very minuscule one- or two-game deficits, and then, then you have to add the next game on there because you you have lost the tiebreaker. It, it's big stuff, and time's starting to wind down. Final 20 starting tomorrow. It feels like, though, Craig Timber is starting to come back around, right? The Brewers have now won five of their last six games. The one loss was against Cincinnati on Friday, and Craig Council might be starting to to spread that little bit of uh, extra Craig Timber dust around this clubhouse right now, and things are kind of look. I mean, they were wearing the City Connects on the road. Who who does that? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's... That's a first. It, it, I'm not under, I don't understand how they got away with doing that, but, hey, 
you know what? These are the jerseys we brought. They're not red, so I guess we could wear them, right? <laughs> I mean, they're not red. They're starting a bullpen game, and... They just need to fix up the mojo, and quite frankly, it works. So maybe Corbin Burns will be like, well, I'm going to wear it tomorrow, too. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? But, but I like the reference for potentially Craig October here right now because here's the thing. Today, just going in, Dom, I, I'm sure you felt the same way. Bullpen by committee, bullpen day, um, and, and you're going up against the Cardinals. And so what are you saying? Well, we're not afraid of you. We, we played you pretty much even in every category all, all year, and now we're going to put our bullpen on the line against you guys. And then uh, the Cy Young Award winner tomorrow night. So if we get this game against your best pitcher here tonight, uh, look out because we're, we're in it to win it. And, and they pushed all the right buttons here in this game, and that's with uh, Matt Bush getting injured in the first inning, which could loom large is as big a role as he's played in the anywhere in the final three innings of, of a lot of these games here over the course of the last month. It's going to be interesting. 20 games to go. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye. Valley Sports Wisconsin's Craig Kishan joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Craig, get some rest. Thanks for hopping on the show, my friend, and uh, we'll hear from you again tomorrow. All right, pal. You too. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, Craig Kishan here on the show. More to come after the news at the top of the hour here as we got Craig Council Sound coming up. And we got highlights to relive soon as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. The pitch came inside. Did it hit him? It did. Ran a sinker in on Christian Yelich, and it just clipped him, and the Brewers lead it 7-4. Hey, you'll take him any way you can get him, right? Yelich got two RBIs, one on a bases loaded hit by pitch, one on a, a beat him out fielder's choice, trying to beat out a double play ball that scored a run as well. Brewers win 8-4. to four. And 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to participate here as well. I'm Dominic Catronio. I wanted to take a note looking at the box score of the Cardinals here tonight. Cardinals drew three walks. They only struck out five times. They're one of the hardest teams to strike out in all of baseball. They only had two extra base hits. One by Arenado. That was off Streslecki in the first in a stressful situation for Streslecki. Coming in for the injured Bush, and then on the very first pitch he throws, Arenado lines a double down the right center field. Then Tyler O'Neill had a double off Perdomo, but that was about it. In fact, they only had six hits, did St. Louis. Only one hit in the final six innings in a bullpen day. That is tremendously encouraging. And even Craig Council hinted pregame saying, look, we don't expect to have a bolt guy. Don't expect, like, when, when you hear a bullpen day, you think, oh, maybe there's going to be one reliever to start it for an inning or two, and then maybe one guy can take over for two or three, and if he's really rolling well, four. The Brewers didn't do that. They weren't planning on doing that. And then Luis Perdomo performed. Three innings, he earns the win. Yes, he allowed a run. That came in the uh, second inning. But he locked it down from there. And was able to hand things over in the fifth inning with the Brewers in front. And then Boxberger, Milner, Topa, Rogers, and Suter took it from there. Even when they're not getting strikeouts, they can handle things. I mean, starting with Perdomo, for the final eight innings of this game, they only had one walk. 
Two walks in the first inning, one walk for the last eight innings. That is a recipe for success against a team like the Cardinals, who, again, only two extra base hits, no homers. They held Paul Goldschmidt to 0 for 4. Arenado's only hit was a double to right center. Otherwise, he grounded that out a couple times. Pools had a bloop stoinker into right field, which I'm not even mad about. Look, I mean, it, it wasn't even that hard hit. It wasn't that bad of a pitch. He was fooled, and he blooped into the right. What can he do? That's baseball, right? Pujols goes 1 for 4. Yadier Merlina goes 0 for 4. Tyler O'Neill batting ninth goes 1 for 4 with that double. That was it. The Brewers held the big boppers in check. Yes, Tommy Edmond extended his hitting streak 14 games now. He's starting to heat back up. He had been cold against the Brewers this year, but that one was uh, encouraging to see the Brewers were able to work around the tough start of this game and get things in the right direction against a quality team like the Cardinals. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the Brewers are a better team than the Cardinals verbatim. No, no, no. These are two very good teams. And for a long time, we were sitting and saying, this division is going to come down to the wire. This division is going to come out of the last week. It doesn't look like it's going to happen like that, obviously. It would have to be one heck of a, a finish and one heck of a collapse for the uh, Cardinals. But the Brewers, despite all the adversity, they're seven games back now. Again, with only 20 games to go, it would take an epic collapse upon epic collapses for the Brewers to get that done. But what I look at for where the Brewers lost the division is their lack of a record against the worst teams in their division. Last year, they were 31 games over 500 against the bottom three teams. Whereas this year, against the Cubs, they lost the season series, 9-10. and 10. Against the Reds, they got going over the weekend, they're 10-5, and 5, still with four more games head-to-head. And against the Pirates, they went 11-8. and 8. So you do the math real quick. That's only seven games above 500 with four to go. That's where your difference is. The Brewers are still good in one-run games. They're 25 and 20. Above 500 in one-run games is very, very good. The Brewers getting that magical four-run total. That is their secret sauce, if you will. Getting eight runs is certainly a bonus. But when they score four runs, the Brewers are one of the best teams in baseball. This season, when they score at least four, the Brewers are 63 and 23. So make it 64 in 23. 41 games over 500 when they just score at least four runs. We've talked about it a long time. This team is built on run prevention, and they've been doing their job as of late. But when you're only scoring two, only scoring three, and keeping things stressful in the bullpen, it feels like the pitching staff is worse than it actually is. Today felt great. You get to sit back and relax finally, getting some add-on runs, getting the homer, getting the doubles, having sustainable offense, having traffic in just about every inning, top-to-bottom production. That's the good stuff. That's the stuff the Brewers truly enjoy, and that's what they're going to need to do more of in these final 20 games. We're going to listen to the manager, Craig Council, in just a little bit. Also, highlights to come as we're with you for another 20 minutes or so here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. 
Line drive, back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Caratini will score. They'll put this stop sign on Tyrone Taylor, and the bases remain loaded, but we are tied at three on an RBI single from Willie Adamas. Willie had himself a great game. The bullpen had themselves a great game. The Brewers had themselves a great game. 8-4 to four the final tonight as they keep on the winning ways. They've now won five of their last six games, going back to the doubleheader against the Giants. And uh, the series win over the Reds. Now they go try to get greedy tomorrow. Corbin Burns on the mound. Didn't need to use Devin Williams tonight. Maybe he can give you another seven. Maybe he can give you eight. If his cutter is on like it was against the Giants, 14 strikeouts, too shy of a career high. Man. And he's a guy that Craig Sean mentioned it while we had him on the air. Burns has dominated the Cardinals this season and in his career. A sub-1 ERA against St. Louis? The team that's got... The MVP and Albert and and all the talent they have on their offense? Yeah, he's been that good against the Cardinals. Shoot, it even goes back for his whole career. So this season, Burns, 21 innings, 0.43 ERA. That's one earned run in 21 innings. Only three walks, three, and 27 strikeouts this season against St. Louis. And it goes back, remember, even before he developed the cutter, in 2018 and 2019, when he was bullpen, swingman, he still had a 2.73 ERA for his career against St. Louis. He's somebody that, when he sees red, he sees red. If you get what I mean, he can really hold his own against this team. Uh, Speaking of the pitching, they dominated tonight. They are the story. Yes, they scored four runs, but that's not the whole story. Let's listen to the manager, Craig Counts, on his thoughts of how well his bullpen and pitching staff performed. I mean, I thought it started with with Louis Perdomo for sure. I mean, he was giving us three innings after um, you know really having having to use two guys to get through the first was was enormous and put the game back in order. Um, Box's inning was was really important, I think, just to get, to get us kind of some matchups for the rest of the game. And the guys were and the guys just kind of took it from there. It was great effort and. Um, you know, to, for the way that game just started to, you know, finish it like it did. Uh, real credit to all those guys. When Matt had to leave when he did, I mean, what's the level of concern for how he navigate the rest of the game? Um, I mean, what, you know, really it was, frankly, it was just using two guys to get through one inning. I think they, that, so it was kind of the combination of the whole, the whole inning, really. Um, I, we had innings, you know, for the game. That, that wasn't the concern necessarily. Just um, good lineup, uh, very good hitters. Just trying to trying to put our guys in a position to succeed was was a concern at that point. What does it look like for Matt? Um, I mean, it's it's a groin strain. Um, it's day to day. We'll see. We'll see where we're at tomorrow. How nice was it to get through this game without having to use you know, getting a win and. Also, not having to use Devin at all. Yeah, I mean, that that wasn't the biggest part of it tonight. Would because of the off day on Thursday, but you know, it's um, you know he he's he's fresh for tomorrow, so that's that's great. Um, but just 
just a good win. Offense did a heck of a job. Uh, Montgomery's pitched as well as anybody in the last six weeks of the Major League season. So we did a really nice job against him. I'm happy for our guys because I thought we just took the right approach against them and did the right things and got rewarded for it. So offense did a heck of a job tonight. What was that approach? Well, I thought it was just just kind of pushing them out, out over the plate. And, and so you saw a lot of opposite field hits. Um, you know, that was that was the big thing you saw early in the game is, is you know, that, that he, he pitches in very, very well. Um, and that's what he's that's what he's been really good at. And you know, you, you got it's that fine line that swinging at that strike in that's on the corner is, is tough to do anything with. And we pushed him out over the plate a little bit. And that, those are the balls you see going the other way. I think that's a that's a sign of that. Uh, the offensive approach for Milwaukee, as Craig mentioned there, the other way, Adamas's double the other way up the middle as well. You saw the team managing, uh, even the outs were up the middle into the gaps. Six doubles, or excuse me, five doubles doesn't happen on accident. That's a good approach, not trying to smash the ball out of the ballpark, taking the pitch that you got and attacking with it. A great approach all around for the Brew Crew tonight. Uh, A couple of other votes for team MVP or game MVP of this game. Uh, Another one for the bullpen from Mike in Colorado. And another texter, 855-616-1620. Again, the Accident Mortgage Talking text line. Just when I'm ready to call it quits on this team, they draw me back in. Very Godfather, very Don Corleone. You know, just when I think I'm out, they draw you back in. They're never going to make it easy on you. This is why it's fun to be a fan. Let's listen to the highlights here in just a second on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? And this time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Brewers, Cardinals, they've been neck and neck all season long. Coming into this series, the Cardinals had an 8-7 advantage on the Brewers head-to-head. They needed to get things going early, knowing it was going to be a bullpen day. Thanks to a leadoff error out in right field by Newt Barr, Brasso's aboard on second, the Brewers, and Willie Adamas answered the call. Montgomery kicks and delivers the pitch, and Adamas, a base hit into right field. Brasso will jog home, Adamas is first, he's going to try to stretch it into a double, and he's in there sliding safely with an RBI double, and the Brewers lead it one to nothing. They weren't done in the first inning, though. They needed to really make that error hurt. Going up against a southpaw, a left-hander, Jordan Montgomery, who's had their number earlier this season. Andrew McCutcheon, who was brought to the Brewers to hit against lefties, delivers on that signing. 0-2 pitch, and a line drive into left center field. That's going to get down. McCutcheon around first, he's headed to second, and he's in there with a run scoring double. It's 2-0 Brewers. As quickly as the Brewers started, though, The Cardinals got going in the bottom half of the first inning. But there was some dramatics for the Brewers. First two batters reached against opener Matt Bush. A walk and then a single had runners on the corners. A stolen base by Tommy Edmond put him on second. Goldschmidt grounded out, no damage there. But then an injury delay during Nolan Arenado's at-bat. Matt Groin, a a Matt Bush, excuse me, pulled his right groin. He is considered day-to-day. 
Peter Strzelecki had to come in. First pitch he threw, a double by Arenado. He gets Dickerson out on a comebacker, but then he had to face one of the great ones, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. A little soft liner into shallow right field. That's going to drop in there for a base hit for Pujols. Around third is Arenado, and the Cardinals have taken a 3-2 to two lead. You were already thinking the script, right? The Brewers get out to an early lead, and then they vanquish it, and then they let the starter settle in. You, you know this script. You know this story. But no, the Brewers respond in the top of the second inning. Despite being down 3-2, to two, they found a way to get the offense going. Even with a base-running blunder by Luis Arias trying to score on a grounder to third, Willie Adamas was there to help save the day. Line drive, back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Caratini will score. They'll put the stop sign on Tyrone Taylor, and the bases remain loaded, but we are tied at three on an RBI single from Willie Adamas. Two innings, two RBIs for Willie. Then Christian Yelich would ground into a fielder's choice, beating out a potential double play ball to add a run and give the Brewers the lead. Fast forward now to the later in the inning as... Uh, the bottom of the inning, I should say, is Tommy Edmond had an RBI single to tie things back up at four. But then the Brewers would not look back later. The bullpen started to settle in. Luis Perdomo was great. He earns the win. And Andrew McCutcheon back at the plate in the fifth. 1-0 pitch. High fly ball. Deep left. Back is Dickerson at the track. At the wall. It is gone! Andrew McCutcheon goes deep. And the Brewers lead it 6-4. to four. Andrew McCutcheon rings the bell for the 17th time this season. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. The Brewers would not look back there scoring in a variety of ways. How about Christian Yelich doing it the hard way? The pitch came inside. Did it hit him? It did. Ran a sinker in on Christian Yelich, and it just clipped him, and the Brewers lead it 7-4. to four. How about Hunter Renfro using a little bit of uh, timely hitting and barrel awareness? And the 1-0. And this is a little flare into shallow left center. That is going to drop in there in front of Tyler O'Neill for a base hit. Trotting home is Wong. First to third goes Yelich. It's 8-4 crew. 8-4 would be the final as the Brewers knock out 11 hits in the victory. They hold the Cardinals to only six hits and only one over the final six innings. The bullpen was fantastic. The win goes to Perdomo. He's 2-0. and The loss to Montgomery. He's 8-4. and We'll wrap things up on Brewers Extra Innings after this and preview tomorrow's contest on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. First, he's going to try to stretch it into a double, and he's in there sliding safely with an RBI double, and the Brewers lead it one to nothing. They weren't done in the first inning, though. They needed to really make that error hurt. Going up against the southpaw, a left-hander, Jordan Montgomery, who's had their number earlier this season. Andrew McCutcheon, who was brought to the Brewers to hit against lefties, delivers on that signing. 0-2 pitch. And a line drive into left center field. That's going to get down. McCutcheon around first. He's headed to second. And he's in there with a run scoring double. It's 2-0 Brewers. As quickly as the Brewers started, though, the Cardinals got going in the bottom half of the first inning. But there was some dramatics for the Brewers. First two batters reached against opener Matt Bush, a walk 
and then a single had runners on the corners. A stolen base by Tommy Edmond put him on second. Goldschmidt grounded out, no damage there, but then an injury delay during Nolan Arenado's at bat. Matt Groin, a a Matt Bush, excuse me, pulled his right groin. He is considered day to day. Peter Strzelecki had to come in. First pitch he threw, a double by Arenado. He gets Dickerson out on a comebacker, but then he had to face one of the great ones, the first ballot Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. A little soft liner into shallow right field. That's going to drop in there for a base hit for Pujols. Around third is Arenado, and the Cardinals have taken a 3-2 lead. You were already thinking the script, right? The Brewers get out to an early lead, and then they vanquish it, and then they let the starter settle in. You, you know this script. You know this story. But no, the Brewers respond in the top of the second inning. Despite being down 3-2, to two, they found a way to get the offense going. Even with a base-running blunder by Luis Arias trying to score on a grounder to third, Willie Adamas was there to help save the day. Line drive, back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Caratini will score. They'll put the stop sign on Tyrone Taylor, and the bases remain loaded, but we are tied at three on an RBI single from Willie Adamas. Two innings, two RBIs for Willie. Then Christian Yelich would ground into a fielder's choice, beating out a potential double play ball to add a run and give the Brewers the lead. Fast forward now to the later in the inning as... Uh, the bottom of the inning, I should say, is Tommy Edmond had an RBI single to tie things back up at four, but then the Brewers would not look back later. The bullpen started to settle in. Luis Perdomo was great. He earns the win, and Andrew McCutcheon back at the plate in the fifth. 1-0 pitch. High fly ball, deep left. Back is Dickerson at the track, at the wall. It is gone! Andrew McCutcheon goes deep, and the Brewers lead it 6-4. to four. Andrew McCutcheon rings the bell for the 17th time this season. And remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. The Brewers would not look back there, scoring in a variety of ways. How about Christian Yelich doing it the hard way? The pitch came inside. Did it hit him? It did. Ran a sinker in on Christian Yelich, and it just clipped him, and the Brewers lead it 7-4. to four. How about Hunter Renfro using a little bit of uh, timely hitting and barrel awareness? And the 1-0. And this is a little flare into shallow left center. That is going to drop in there in front of Tyler O'Neill for a base hit. Trotting home is Wong. First to third goes Yelich. It's 8-4 crew. 8-4 would be the final as the Brewers knock out 11 hits in the victory. They hold the Cardinals to only six hits and only one over the final six innings. The bullpen was fantastic. The win goes to Perdomo. He's 2-0. and The loss to Montgomery. He's 8-4. and We'll wrap things up on Brewers Extra Innings after this and preview tomorrow's contest on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Wins are fun. Wins against the Cardinals, though, are even more fun. Looking at the out-of-town scoreboard, though, already Philly won earlier tonight. They defeated the Marlins in Sandy Alcantara 2-1. to And right now, the Padres, they added an insurance run at the top of the ninth. And Hugh Darvish is going for a complete game shutout in Seattle. It's 2-0 Padres heading to the bottom of the ninth. Darvish, eight innings, seven strikeouts, 94 pitches, 65 strikes. 
Zero walks, just two hits, both of them singles. He's been incredible so far in this one as he's trying to lock it down, looking at that out-of-town scoreboard scene that the Brewers have already won. So if that result holds and Darvish finishes it off, the Brewers will remain two games back, essentially three, though, of that last wild-card spot currently held by the San Diego Padres. Now, looking at the matchup tomorrow, Adam Wainwright and Corbin Burns uh, going for the Brewers tomorrow. This should be a lot of fun. I mean, it's two aces. Shockingly, I had to double-check this. Adam Wainwright, by the way, has never won a Cy Young. He's been a finalist many, many times, but he's never actually won it, thanks to Chris Carpenter getting in the way a few times. Wainwright's had a heck of a career, and him and Yadier Molina are going to set a record for the most starts by a single battery in Major League Baseball history. They've been together over 320 times in their career, and that will happen tomorrow against the Brewers. Uh, By the way, Wainwright has finished top three in Cy Young voting four times, twice runner-up, 2010 and 2013. Wainwright's 10-9 this year. A 3.33 ERA. He nearly no-hit the Brewers. Carried that into the seventh inning last time he saw them back uh, at Bush Stadium. As for Burns, he's 10-6. and six, A 2.93 ERA this season. He now leads the National League in strikeouts with 214 of them. And uh, Burns is going to try to keep on what he was doing against the Giants in the doubleheader against them. Man, he was... Really darn good in game one of that doubleheader. Eight innings, three hits, one run, zero walks, and 14 strikeouts. It was only the second time he's had double-digit strikeouts in the second half. It's been kind of odd for Corbin in the second half. He's made a total of 10 starts in the second half. Two of them have double-digit strikeouts, whereas in the first half, granted a few more starts, of course, 18 starts, he had a total of five, excuse me, seven double-digit strikeout games in those 18 starts. So we'd love to see him get back on track. I mean, you're not asking him to strike out the world, especially against a team like the Cardinals, who really are hard to strike out. But we mentioned the numbers a little bit ago. Against St. Louis this year, here are his starts. I'm just going to read them in order. May 29th, seven innings, two hits. No runs, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Win. June 20th, seven innings, two hits, no runs, two walks, 10 strikeouts. Win. August 13th, seven innings, four hits, one run. It was earned. No walks, six strikeouts. A no decision, but the Brewers won the game. The Brewers are 18-10 and 10 in games started by Corbin Burns this year. All the more reason to make sure they get it done and get greedy. Go 2-0 against the Cardinals at their place. That makes things makes a, a message, if you will, to the rest of the league saying, we ain't going anywhere. Yeah, going to, Saint, going to St. Louis, no big deal to us. We've seen these guys. It's been close all season long. Taking a quick peek at the out-of-town scoreboard again. Things are getting interesting in, uh, in Seattle now. So you Darvish returned to uh, pitch the ninth inning. But then 
he uh, he was going to looked like he was going to go back out there. Instead, they go to a pitching change. Bob Melvin has brought in Josh Hader in a two nothing game in the bottom of the ninth inning. So that's just going to go. If you've got MLB TV, if you've got uh, uh, MLB MLB tonight, I'm sure they're covering it right now. But Josh Hader is pitching for the Padres, uh, trying to get things the save for San Diego in a game that the Brewers have already won. So if the Brewers, uh, or sorry, if the Padres lose, coupled with the Brewers win, it's only going to be a one-game deficit, but essentially a two-game deficit as uh, things move for the final 20 games. It's going to be over the blink of an eye, y'all. I know it feels like football season. I know it just got underway. Stick with us for another 20 games. It could be something epic. Or you regroup, and then you go right back to football. Football's not going anywhere, guys. 20 more games. Stay with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coverage begins tomorrow for the finale in St. Louis. Last game of the year at Bush Stadium. Coverage begins at five fifty, or excuse me, at six fifteen, as the Brewers will try to get greedy, take two of two in St. Louis. And I beg your pardon. It's a six ten coverage beginning for a six forty five first pitch. That'll do it for us here on Brewers Extra Innings tonight. My thanks to Tommy Wirtz back in our NX Wealth Management Studios. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers win 8-4. What a night it was. Back tomorrow. Until then, keep on swinging.